Get ready to rumble. Chilling Show Unleashed on the Seven Thunders Media Network. Former city councilor, husband, father, and community watchdog. Your host, Rob Schilling. Welcome to the Schilling Show Unleashed podcast. Remember, your direct support makes our show possible, and you can directly support this podcast by visiting shillingshow.com and then clicking on the Patreon banner at the top of the page to make a monthly contribution. We appreciate your support. The Schilling Show Unleashed podcast welcomes Ariel Del Turco, director of the Center for Religious Liberty at the Family Research Council, the author of the new report, Free to Believe, the Intensifying Intolerance Toward Christians in the West in the 2024 edition. And Ariel, welcome to the Schilling Show Unleashed podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us a little bit about the Center for Religious Liberty. It's an important organization and people need to know what you're doing there. So we are a part Family Research Council, which is a pro-family, pro-life organization based in Washington, D.C. Uh, and the two main things we do is raise awareness for the public and also speak to Congress about the issues that Christians in America care about. Center for Religious Freedom has been tracking religious freedom issues both at home in the United States and around the world for uh, going on 10 years now. And that's the work we do. I'm very curious about how you're received in Congress and if there are open ears there. What's that been like? There are always friendly offices that really care about Christian constituents that are conservative, uh, that want to hear our point of view. But there are a lot of closed doors, and and that's okay too, right? Not everybody is is meant to work with us, but uh, we do find that there are still fantastic members of Congress that are eager to do what we think is, is the right thing on these issues. Ariel, some people would ask why a report on intolerance toward Christians, they might even see it as a non-issue. Is it just that they're not paying attention or is there something more to this that people just aren't aware of? Well, that question is exactly why we wanted to write the report, right? We think about countries in the West. These are typically democracies. They're uh, thought of as free and open. We're talking about Europe, United States, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, uh, those types of countries. Uh, and yeah, I think it's easy to think, you know what, our human rights conditions are great. Uh, we have religious freedom. Uh, and most of these countries do have uh, strong religious freedom protections in the law. Uh, however, we've seen a trend over the last few years where uh, governments are going after, in specific cases, Christian individuals or churches or organizations uh, in a way that would prohibit these Christians from living out their faith as they see fit. So we wanted to compile some of these stories from across the West, and it's obviously not comprehensive. It's just really what came up to the surface as global stories. Uh, but we wanted to compile these for people so you can see for yourself what's happening across the West uh, and if there is cause for concern uh, for religious freedom, especially for Christians in the West, and we think that there is. We should differentiate between the West and the East and why you focus on the West here. Is it just that the East, we anticipate that there would be religious intolerance, or is there another reason to focus on the West? 
Well, I've, in my capacity at FRC in the Center for Religious Liberty, uh, I focus actually extensively uh, on places in Asia, China, North Korea, some of these hotspots that are the worst places in the world to be a Christian, Pakistan, and we've also looked at other areas of the Middle East and Africa. Um, however, we wanted to draw attention to the West in part because there's not enough attention paid to religious freedom in the West, but also because it's actually Western countries, free and open countries, that do most of the promotion of religious freedom around the world. So when we have a case in Pakistan, for example, of a Christian who has been wrongly accused of blasphemy is being charged under this bogus law, and they really need someone to speak out for them, it's often countries like the United States that say to the Pakistani government, hey, what you're doing is wrong. You're violating this person's fundamental right to religious freedom. He's being unfairly targeted for being a Christian. And so it's countries in the West that are able to speak up for Christians and for other persecuted believers around the world. So we want to be able to retain that ability. And part of that is making sure that we have religious freedom for ourselves in our own countries, or else we're not going to be able to export religious freedom around the world. I had a chance to read through the report, Ariel, and would you tell us a little bit about the data sources and the verification you used to put this together because it is quite comprehensive? Yeah, so this is uh, just open source. Anyone is able to find these uh, stories publicly and verify them for themselves. Open source documents, reports, media found online. And we specifically looked at 34 countries that we consider to be part of the West. And it's a little bit tricky to categorize uh, the West, but uh, we chose these 34 and we found 168 incidents across 16 countries. And again, that's not comprehensive. It it would have been probably out of our capacity to uh, be able to do a comprehensive search in all these different languages. But they give us a really good idea of what's been occurring over the past four years. One of the things you note is rising social hostilities toward religion in the West. Why do you think the trend is for rising and not diminishing? Well, it's interesting. We saw in the report, the report starts, the reporting period starts in 2022 through 2023. Um, So we saw that under COVID, a lot of governments obviously tended to treat churches differently than other organizations or stores as they were enforcing COVID lockdowns. So we saw that COVID issue and really that COVID enabled some uh, bad local leaders to be able to target churches unfairly, it seemed like. But now we're noticing over the past few years that uh, the religious freedom violations taking place in democracies are different. Now they mainly have to do with censorship of speech. So a Christian will For example, in their workplace at a public school, a Christian teacher might be uncomfortable with uh, hiding a student's preferred gender pronouns from parents, but the school is requiring them to. And the Christian teacher will say, this this is against my faith to to lie to parents. It's It's against my conscience to affirm that a child thinks that he or she might be born in the wrong body. And that might be an issue where a Christian teacher could get fired in a public school and a government-run public school for that. So we're noticing that a lot of the religious freedom violations that center around these hotspot issues, transgenderism, homosexuality, and abortion uh, being the primary three that come to mind. 
We're talking with Ariel Del Turco, and the topic is free to believe a new report about intensifying intolerance toward Christians in the West. So let's look and, at a slice of these various countries that you've talked about. Uh, the UK, again, people would be surprised maybe if they're not paying careful attention that uh, religious liberty has taken a huge hit in the UK. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're seeing a lot of the free speech issues that are uh, problematic in the United States and Canada also being problematic in the United Kingdom. But the United Kingdom actually has some of the most egregious cases in this report, in my opinion. And a lot of them have to do with these issues of, quote unquote, buffer zones outside of abortion facilities. Uh, Local ordinance will be passed in certain parts of the United Kingdom that say, Uh, No one can stand within, I think it's 150 yards of an abortion facility, and they cannot uh, protest, they cannot hold signs, they cannot pray, uh, they cannot speak against abortion, they cannot like condemn in any way with their mannerisms abortion at all within this buffer zone. And so we saw one Christian in particular, Isabel Von Spruce, uh, she was standing on a public sidewalk, so she had every right to be there, uh, near an abortion facility. It wasn't even right outside. It was just near it. And the police came and questioned her, and they asked her, well, what are you doing? She didn't have a sign or anything. She, they said, are you protesting? She said, no. They said, are you uh, trying to talk to people going in? She said, no. And they asked her specifically, are you praying? And she said, well, maybe in my head, but not out loud. Just for that answer, because she admitted that she was praying, she was arrested for that. And so we've seen multiple arrests like this across the United Kingdom in these buffer zones around abortion. And it really shows me as an outsider uh, what the UK government, what these local governments are thinking is sacred, right? They're not thinking of someone's right to to pray in their own head as a sacred right, they're thinking of abortion as a sacred right. So I I think that's a really twisted way to look at it, Uh, but these are serious problems in the UK. In the UK, are there any guarantees, and then we have the First Amendment here, is there anything even comparable that would protect religious freedom rights? Yes, and there are, thankfully, in many of these countries, laws, just basic laws that uh, affirm religious freedom. And Isabel was actually acquitted. However, the problem is that in the United Kingdom and some of these other countries, too, uh, these pro-lifers, these Christian pro-lifers are, are being arrested for praying still, even after Isabel has been acquitted. And for these people, a lot of times the process itself is the punishment. It's very stressful and emotionally taxing to be dragged through court to not know if you're going to have to serve prison time for praying in your own head in the United Kingdom. Uh, That's something no one should have to go through, and yet we've seen multiple cases where people have had to go through this. And it's also discouraging to other people who might look at Isabel and say, you know what, it's not worth it to pray even even in my own head uh, near an abortion facility. I just need to keep my head down and and not show my beliefs in that way and, and not live out my faith in that way, even if I feel a conviction to go pray near an abortion facility. Uh, it's really intended to chill and, and silence Christian behavior. Yeah, I was thinking about this, like this is a huge intimidation to other people when they see this, and that would certainly discourage, it's hard to measure how many people would say, I'm not going to do that anymore, because they might be labeled just for speaking out on that. 
But is there any indication or had you seen any evidence that this was overtly being stated like, you know, we're, we're going to shut you down and we're going to make examples of people? Or are we just uh, inferring that from these actions? Well, we're, we're sort of inferring it. However, the UK government, the way that these cases are being prosecuted, they're very open that they do not want this to happen again. Uh, they want abortion to be protected at all costs, even if that cost is at the expense of someone's fundamental right to religious freedom, right? Uh, there is no fundamental right to abortion. It's not in the Universal Declaration of, of Human Rights. It's not uh, listed in international treaties, but religious freedom is. And that's why all of these countries, they're all signatories to uh, these treaties that affirm religious freedom. They need to be primarily concerned about protecting religious freedom, not primarily concerned about protecting someone's feelings about abortion or protecting someone's feelings about homosexuality. Uh, We need to be protecting fundamental rights, which include religious freedom. We talked about the UK. What other countries in Europe are particularly egregious in this respect? Well, we highlight one case out of Finland where they actually had a member of parliament there, Paivi Rossinen. Uh, She's a sweet older lady. She's a grandmother. Uh, She's married to a pastor. Um, And she got in trouble for a tweet that she sent out um, addressed to her own religious denomination who had sponsored a, a pride parade. And she said that it was inappropriate for her denomination to sponsor a pride parade. And she quoted a Bible verse in this tweet. And for that, that prompted a major investigation uh, into her background, and she was charged with three counts of ethnic agitation for statements she had made affirming that Christianity uh, believes in natural marriage between a man and a woman. And so for those for three separate statements, one of them was a pamphlet she authored 20 years ago. She was charged with three counts uh, under under a hate law. And so she has been dragged through courts uh, by the state prosecutor there. Um, and it, her first decision was it, she was acquitted. Uh, the judge said there's there's no crime that has been committed here. And then a, she was acquitted a second time because the state prosecutor appealed her case. And so the state prosecutor should really be backing off by now. But yet we saw just a few days ago, actually, where the state prosecutor has appealed this case for the third time, and this judicial system is a little bit different. You can't appeal uh, prosecutions in the United States. But this state prosecutor in Finland appealed Pivy Rasinen's case for the third time. So she's dragging her to court for the third time, this time going up to the Supreme Court in Finland. Uh, so we see, or at least I read into this, uh, that the state prosecutor in Finland and by extension, the government, because she represents the government, really has a distaste for and an intolerance uh, for basic Christian doctrines related to uh, marriage and human sexuality. I do see this as a form of intolerance for Pivi Rasanun, who is simply a Christian who just wants to be able to uh, respectfully uh, express her beliefs, right? She was totally respectful. Uh, I'm not even sure she got many complaints about this, and yet 
uh, she has just been unfairly targeted by the Finnish government. I'd like to talk about Canada, which really exposed itself as a very intolerant place, uh, particularly during COVID times. And there was a, a pastor by the name of uh, Arthur uh, Polaski, whom I saw being arrested or uh, attempting to be arrested, where he was expelling the police officers out of the church. This is highly disturbing. What's happening in Canada? Canada, especially during COVID, as you said, really went after churches and pastors that tried to stay open during the lockdown. Uh, in, in some cases, it dragged them away forcibly by the police. And even in recent years, and as recently as November 2022, some of these cases are still going through the courts. So these churches are still paying the price, even as the COVID pandemic has died down. They're still paying the price for opening, for opening their doors, for trying to hold church services, which is their religious conviction, right? Um, not everyone might agree with them, but they had a religious conviction uh, they, that they backed up with scripture where they thought that, you know what, we need to be meeting in person uh, as a body of believers in order to fully practice our faith. Uh, and so for that, the Canadian government has been completely, they've lacked all understanding. They show no respect or deference to religious beliefs in this regard. Uh, so we still see that being a major issue in Canada. Let's move to the U.S. now, Ariel, and talk about particularly the uh, FBI and other government agencies are focusing primarily on Catholics and traditional Catholics, Catholics praying outside of abortion clinics. What is this intense dislike of Catholicism or the targeting of Catholicism? Yeah, this is deeply concerning. I interpret this partially as a failure by these government agencies to even understand religion. When most of the people working at the FBI are secular, uh, they tend to like misunderstand basic elements of religion. How can they get something so wrong about traditional Catholics that they feel they have to be maybe not investigated, but looked into that they need to be treated as some sort of threat. Uh, and I think part of it has to do with, uh, it has to do with politics, the government, they see traditional Catholics and others as holding a more conservative viewpoint. And they read all these wacky, almost conspiratorial threats into conservative Christians at times. Uh, but it's a massive misunderstanding and it's a waste of government resources when we see the FBI looking into Catholics when we know we have security issues uh, all across the country, not the least of which um, due to our border. Uh, but it's a severe miscalculation and it's one that's going to cost people, uh, including costing uh, our basic First Amendment rights. Finally, I see that in this report, we are going in the wrong direction. But did you see any bright signs? Is there any pushback that we should be aware of or reversal of course that would give us hope? I think there are a few signs for hope. One is simply that the laws in many of these countries, and especially in the United States, actually, which is encouraging, the laws still side with religious freedom. Uh, religious freedom often wins in the courts. And that's great. But one thing that I would encourage even your listeners to to help is to foster a culture that also respects religious freedom. Religious freedom doesn't just rely on good laws, although we need those. It also relies on cultural support. And we can all work towards building that type of cultural support for religious freedom simply by praying in public and by um, expressing your faith to your coworkers. Sometimes if we work in a corporate setting, 
many people think that they've never met a pro-life Christian. And so we need to share that, hey, we are a pro, we are pro-life. Uh, we feel this way because X, Y, Z reasons. And just share your beliefs in a respectful way. Share why it's based in your faith, in science and philosophy and all these other things that our beliefs are based in. All of those simple steps are going to go a long way towards helping build a culture that understands other religious believers and respects religion and respects religious freedom. Ariel, if people would like to get a copy of this report or to follow the work that you're doing online, tell us how to do those things. Yeah, you can go to our website, frc.org. And if you want to head specifically to the report, you can go to frc.org slash Western Intolerance. You've done a fantastic job in documenting all of this. We all need to be aware of it. Ariel Del Turco, thank you for joining us today on the Schilling Show Unleashed podcast. Thank you for having me. That concludes another edition of the Schilling Show Unleashed podcast. Visit us online at shillingshow.com where you can directly support this podcast by clicking on the Patreon banner at the top of the page and making a monthly donation. Your support is essential for the continuation of the Schilling Show Unleashed podcast. Until next time.